What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. I could not be more excited about the show today. We got to get right into it because there might be a new scariest team in the National Football League. And you're looking at them, the San Francisco 49ers. But just how scary are they? And speaking of being scared, how scared should Lamar Jackson be? Two and two, currently out of the playoff picture. We got to talk about this, man. But first, there are several two and two teams in the NFL. What are contenders and which are pretenders? We're going to get into all that, but I got to get to the desk and introduce the crew. That's Dave Hellman, one of my favorite human beings in the world, NFL insider. You well, know that, Dave. Appreciate that. Yeah, we go I, back to Dallas. I don't think I knew that, but I appreciate it. I don't well, know a lot of humans. Show. Yeah, for real. That's just joy. <laughs> and this is LaShawn McCoy, Eagles all-time leading rusher. Y'all, let's talk about the most important conversation in the sports world. I don't care what anybody else is telling you. This is the most important. When will Dak Prescott start? Again. Now, if you listen to the $8 billion owner for the Dallas Cowboys, he said this on starting Cooper Rush over healthy Dak Prescott. No, no, not as I see it right today. You start confusing English when you get older, I guess. Anyway, how about right tomorrow, Jerry Jones? How about if Cooper Rush goes into SoFi this Sunday, Los Angeles, and beats the Super Bowl champ Rams? Then will Cooper Rush be the starter? I think he should be. See, I think Cooper Rush should start until he loses. Y'all know what it is. I haven't seen Cooper Rush do anything that makes me say, well, Dak Prescott could have done that. But in the same breath, I haven't seen Dak Prescott do much that Cooper Rush I don't think could do. So as I look at it right now, I want to start Cooper Rush until he loses. If you've ever been to a casino, you learn one thing to be true. Never bet against the wave. Right now, Cooper Rush is riding a wave, and I think y'all should ride it to him. Ride it with him. It's simple as this. If it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And the only thing that's broke right now is Dak Prescott's hand. So I got to come to you, Joy Taylor. Should the Cowboys stick with Cooper Rush until he loses? No, they should stick with Cooper Rush until Dak is healthy. He's never going to be 100%. We all know nobody's ever really 100% once the season starts. So there's really no point in saying that. Dak Prescott's injury is not one that keeps him from being as mobile as he usually is or upright. It keeps him from throwing the football, which is uh, pretty essential to the quarterback (laughs) position. So if you rush him back unnecessarily, you could not only be putting Dak in a situation where he could worsen his injury, you're also putting the team in a bad situation because he could be worse than what Cooper Rush is as healthy. If you're asking me, I have a a healthy Dak Prescott, as healthy as can be Dak Prescott and a healthy Cooper Rush, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. But Dak isn't as healthy as can be. So the best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys is the reality they're living in. They have a backup quarterback that is winning games. Then they're not winning in spite of him. This This is perfect. Now you can continue to play Cooper Rush until Dak is really ready to come back instead of rushing him back. This is, this is, I mean, take what the football gods are giving you. Ride the wave, whatever you want to call it. But don't mess this up just because Cooper Rush loses a game. Shady, let me come to you. You have been on the Cooper – no, no, no. You lead and command the Cooper Rush bandwagon. It's Rush Hour. Since day one. Since day one. Since day one, okay. Where you stand on it, big dog? Does Cooper Rush start until he loses? Or is it up to Dak Prescott whenever he's healthy? I don't care what Cooper Rush is doing. I I don't like the – until he uh, loses the game. I I don't like that because – like Joy talked about, I think with Cooper Rush, you, you have insurance. You have a guy that can carry a team. He's been carrying a team. I know you want to talk about the defense, but it's really Cooper Rush. Many, many backups can't go on there and do that. Command the huddle, check plays, make the right play, passes on third down. So I love the way Cooper Rush is playing, and I just think that rest Dak 
I guess he's your starter. In my opinion, Cooper Rush is, is quarterback one. But I guess the rest of the world and Dallas fans, that Dak is their guy. So I'll say this. Rush Dak until he's 100% healthy or just 90%. Okay. So, he, let so essentially you are rest Dak until you trust that Dak Prescott can come in and be better than Cooper Rush. Just healthy. There, there's no way you could put that because he, he's the, the, the $100 million guy. So you have to play him. Oh, but believe me, Jerry Jones, oh, yeah. In the back of his head, he's like, oh, man. If Dak has a couple bad games that next year, I might think about moving him if he can. Because let's think about it. Dak is doing the same thing that Cooper Rush is doing. Or Cooper Rush is doing the same thing that Dak is doing. What are you missing? Only thing you're missing is about $100 and something dollars. Dave. Missing about 150 yards and 20 spots in the ranking. 134 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. That's what he did. Okay. Honestly, here's the thing. And this is a credit to Cooper Rush. He is made, like, I could sit here and try to come over the table at Shady about Dak versus Cooper Rush. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. I'm not going to. For your to. safety. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's irrelevant. And that's a credit to Cooper Rush. It is irrelevant. Like, the Cowboys don't need to stress about this because Cooper Rush and the Dallas defense have done such a phenomenal job of setting this up. It, I mean, of course, every football game is important, but if they lose to the Rams, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If they lose to the Eagles, they're still 3-3 three and three with the Bears and the Lions on the horizon. Those are winnable games with Cooper Rush, with Dak Prescott. There is no need to put Dak into a situation that he's not ready for. He is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Question for you. When he's healthy. Of course. And that's the point is you don't have to rush him into that situation if he's not. I'm going to ask this question on behalf of Shady, truly on behalf of myself. I'm just taking cover. You went to, I would assume, 175 straight Cowboys games, if I'm not mistaken. That's a Why lot, did bro. you do the math on that? <laughs> I Why? have to. That's but a lot. roughly 170 like straight that. Sure. in person. Yeah. What has Cooper Rush done or not done that you think Dak Prescott could do? Or if you've seen Dak Prescott in week one, or if you want to go back to the last game you saw him last year in the playoffs, what does Dak Prescott do that you're like, man, Cooper can't do? What are you like, man, the Cowboys are really missing by not having Dak out there? I need to hear it from you. Which I, I understand the irony of uh, Dak's, Dak's opener was abysmal. And, and the Dallas offense really struggled in the playoffs and in the second half of last season. I think Dak's calf injury was part of that. I think the offensive line's complete inability to block. I think Zeke Elliott's knee injury was all part of that. Offense was compromised in the second half of last year. When Dak was healthy and when everything was clicking last year and at times before that, he has played at an MVP level. Uh, That's, I mean, like for all we're talking about Jalen Hurts, go look at what Dak did in the first half of last season when Dallas was running everybody off the field, number one in scoring, number one in total offense, Cooper Rush has done an amazing job. The bottom line is you are not seeing that from this Dallas offense right now. Dak Prescott is the type of guy that can actually carry an offense 400-yard games, flirting with 500-yard games. And what, what we've talked about before on this show is, no, that's not, an, that's not winning football. You want to play more complimentary, and that's why Dallas leans on its running game. But Dak is the type of quarterback who can pick everything else up when nothing is working. Joy, let's go to the most intriguing conversation then that I really find is this. Are the Cowboys being too relaxed with Dak Prescott? I say it for this reason. Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones came out and said, yo, we're not playing Dak until he's 100%. Stephen Jones, I believe, came out and said, no, Mike McCarthy, the head coach for the Cowboys, came out and said, I want to see Dak Prescott go through a full week of practice before I put him out there. It got me thinking, Joy. Justin Herbert. Josh Allen, 
Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, I doubt they would have to go through a full week. I think it's just kind of like y'all are so good. When you're ready, get out there. Are the Cowboys being too relaxed with bringing Dak back? No, because I think if those teams were without Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, they would be losing games, which is why Cooper Rush has been such a gift. They're winning games. It doesn't matter how you're winning. We can argue whether it's Cooper or if it's the defense. It doesn't matter. You're winning games. At the end of the day, that's what they care about. That's what they need right now. That's the situation that you're in. You have a backup quarterback. That's the biggest concern. Are we going to win or lose this game? It doesn't matter how you do it. Ugly, beautiful, whatever. It's irrelevant. All that matters is the win and loss column. So there's no need to rush them back. We saw what happened when Lamar Jackson was hurt. Bad. In fact, we saw what's happened with the scene when Dak Prescott was hurt and they didn't have a competent backup. Bad. Aaron Rodgers, we know there's no backup there. We, we watched it. So in those situations, they would be pushing him back. But they have this gift of Cooper Rush out there winning games along with other compliments that we've seen in the running game and the defense and, and whatever else. But you have this cover with him. You have the next four games, two, well, we'll discuss the Rams later, a bad night for them, but the Rams and you have the Eagles. Eagles yep. we, we expect those to be the least tougher games coming up than the competition that they've seen thus far. Even if they lost those two games, then you have the Lions and the Bears, two very winnable games. Even if you split the next four, I'm not assuming the Cowboys are going to win the rest of their games to the bye. Maybe they will and I'm wrong, whatever. I think they'll maybe lose a game. It doesn't matter, though, because you have this cover. So you could hypothetically, if you split the next four games, rest Dak Prescott to the bye. They're in a great situation, so they don't need to rush him back. Shady, take the entire world into an NFL locker room for a moment. I would say, based on being on a team with you, your closest friends in Philly when I showed up, Jason Peters, Hall of Famer, Deshaun Jackson, Beast, and Mike Vick. And Jeremy Macklin. And Jay Mack. Okay, yeah, bet. Okay. Those would be your four closest. Yeah. But in 2014... Mike Vick got hurt, hamstring, right. week six, replaced by Nick Foles. Yeah. You the star running back on a team, all pro running back on a team. <laughs> At what point are you like, man, Foles is balling. So even though Vick is a $100 million quarterback, and even though Vick is my guy, we hate having Vick on a bench, Dak on a bench, yeah. because Foles is ball- Cooper Rush is balling. Yeah. At what point are you, star player, even if it's your friend, right. you just rather see Cooper, excuse me, Nick Foles stay in there because of that's how a, well they're playing. That's a great question, brother. Wow. How you put that together? And that was not scripted, by the way. Um, that's a great question because Mick, Vic was my guy. Right? guy. That was my OG. He's everybody's OG. But Nick Foles, I was cool with Nick Foles also. But we want to win with Michael Vick. That's our, he's our guy. He's more mm-hmm. of our, our style, flashy. Me, Deshaun Jackson, our offense. But then again, when Nick came in there, he was playing pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. So it's the business part of it. And I think it's better when you have a, a, a leader and a veteran like Mike who handled it like a, like a leader. Okay, look, it's not my time right now. It's Nick Foles' time. He's very supportive, encouraging. So when we seen that, I'm like, whew, bet. Let's go, Nick. <laughs> you, Mike, you good? All right. So it made the So t- you didn't care? I mean, like, not, I, did I, you care that no. it was Nick's time, even though Mike Vick was $100 million it, on the bench? It, it's a business, right? And, and, and sure, my loyalty was with Mike Vick, but I still my teammate with Nick Foles. And once Mike showed that he was okay with it, then I was okay with it. And we were winning. Right. One thing Joy did talk about, right, and, and I kind of a little disagree because it is um, more Cooper Cup, but the Rush, bigger yep. picture is that winning is the only thing that matters. That's the only stat that matters. And if you're winning games 
ugly or beautiful, whatever it is, as long as you're winning, that's all that matters. Dave, coming to you then, because you have been inside the Cowboys locker room for years, and you always say, yo, they love Dak in that locker room. Y'all do not understand, America. They love Dak. I would suggest, Dave, we love Vic. Like, Vic was that dude. Loved him. But we love winning even more. So where does the rub meet in your mind between, look, if Cooper's winning, leave him in, or, but they love Dak. I think that's a valid, that's a valid point. And you're right. Like, at some point, there is a snowball effect. Uh, but it's just hard to imagine because everything we've heard is that Dak will be ready to play, I think, before it gets to that point. Like, I mean, if, if Cooper Rush beats the Rams... That's really intriguing, and, and I think the talk gets louder. But from everything that we have heard, like, I think Dak will play before the bye week. So sometime in the next four weeks, maybe even as early as that Philadelphia game on Sunday night in two weeks. I just don't think it's enough time. And for that matter, I wasn't there for the Michael Vick situation. But again, like, there's, a, there's an easy parallel with what Dak did to Tony Romo. Mm -hmm. But it's such a different situation when you're talking about and, – and by the time he was in Philly – Michael Vick was closer to the end of his career than the beginning. Mm -hmm. take, take it easy. I'm just saying. Like, I'm I mean, just, that's just, that's just statistics. Tony Romo was nearing the end of his career. He couldn't stay healthy. Dak Prescott is not only in the middle of this contract, he is in the middle of his prime. He's not even 30 years old. I just don't think it's the same when you're talking about easing into a new phase of your football team. Like, financially, you can't get away from Dak Prescott. And he's still probably an ascending player. That, that's the crazy thing. Like, he started at such a young age. He's still getting better as a quarterback. I just – I don't think it's comparable. Joy, do you think so? I find that intriguing. Before we go to break, I got – I need a follow-up thought on that. Do you think Dak is still ascending? I don't think he is. I think we've seen the best of Dak. Now, that's still a fairly good player. 37 touchdowns last year, 4,500 yards. Okay, he did, he did okay. He did okay. Is he still, a, is he still ascending? Or are you like, we know what Dak is. Where do you stand on that? No, I think Dak can still get better. I think he can still improve. I don't think that there's there, we've reached the ceiling of what Dak is. It's, it's, it's a question. Do you think that Dak is capable of winning a Super Bowl or not? No. I, I could see Dak winning I a Super Bowl. I could see it. I could see that. Not on his own. I, not, nobody wins on their own. Exactly. Nobody wins on their own. Yes. There's not one person that's ever won on their own. Could Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl? Yes. All, all things considered. If Jimmy G can get if laid into the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. No disrespect. Whoa, 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 whoa. No disrespect. You know we don't whoa. tolerate Nick Foles later on the show. Hold on. If, oh, if, what if, if did Nick Foles do after Dak that scene? If Dak had the type of heart that Nick, Nick, Nick let me sleep had. on his bed, okay? Oh Nick let me sleep on when I had nowhere to sleep in Philly. I didn't say Nick Foles was a bad guy. I did not say Nick Foles was a bad guy. I just can't see Dak winning the big games with that type of offense, right? Because I think his offense was a lot better years me, here, I think I think this is the best question. Will Dak be the reason that a team wins the Super Bowl? They know this I answer. I mean, <laughs> sure. Was Matthew Stafford the yeah. reason that yes. they won the Super Bowl? Dak, like, can, can, Dak can do those types of things. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yes. So, so, therefore, if I think that Dak Prescott has the potential to win a Super Bowl. I'm calling it Dallas yeah. juice. They're drinking a and Dallas you know what? juice. I'm not drinking no Cowboy juice. I'll meet you, I'll meet you halfway I'm and Cowboy say. Cowboy juice free. Even, even if Dak isn't an ascending player anymore, like, he is in his prime. Again, I think he turned 29 two months ago. He's not even 30 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. the idea of moving on from a guy <laughs> with that type of potential at the age of 29 is, is crazy. We will have more on that, but first, yo, Debo Samuel's out there catching Woo! bodies after bodies after bodies yesterday. <laughs> Ain't no love for the Rams defense. I don't know why he's holding up that heart. Oh, love, How baby. scary <laughs> are the Niners? To me, maybe the scariest in the league. Tell you why. Next.
Debo. Welcome back, family. Y'all got to hear what Mike Tomlin had to say, because on Sunday they faced the Bills, which means they faced Von Miller. And Mike Tomlin had some flowers to give out. Speak up, Tomlin. It's Von Miller. You know, um, some guys are aliens visiting from another planet, you know, um, and that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Lady, I, I got to wrap with you. I, I know of three aliens that really, when I think about, like, football players that were aliens. Jason Peters. Yes, sir. He was an alien. Yeah, he's still uh, playing. He's still playing. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Hey, left tackle for the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, uh, is an alien? Bruh. Yes. Alien. Yes. And, and dare I say in the open, played, dare I say in the open field, LaShawn McCoy, you two were an alien. Oh, who, thank you, brother. Who are your aliens in the National Football League? I would give Von Miller one. I would give Tom Brady. How do we forget about him? You think? Yeah, he's 45, still playing, still throwing dogs. Or is he a vampire? Man, he's so. <laughs> That's a better one, yeah. Uh, Megatron? Aaron Donald. Megatron. Yeah, oh, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Megatron. Aaron Donald Aaron. and Megatron. Aaron Donald. Dave? Look, I'm not saying like, look, th- he's he's a con- he's a he's a polarizing guy, but Jalen Ramsey's a freak, man. Like the stuff he can do, that as a cornerback, he could he could be all pro at safety if they wanted him to be. Well, you like, know what a, he couldn't do was tackle Debo Samuel in the open field. Funny how I brought him up at just the right time. We saw it because the 49ers dismantled the Rams. Y'all, it was ugly. Watch this right here. That's Debo Samuel, and if the clip runs, which it did not, and we'll show it to you later, in the open field, Jalen Ramsey did not look like the All-Pro Dave was painting the picture of. <laughs> Seven consecutive regular season wins. Kyle Shanahan over the Rams. Bring us on camera. Let's get right to it. I'm watching that game shade, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, the San Francisco 49ers are the scariest team in the National Ooh. Football League. You said scary? Scary. Why do I say scary? Because of what they have the ability to do. I'm watching the Niners, and I'm like, I get it. They're 2-2. Two and two. But if they would have started Jimmy G in all offseason and us in the regular season, I submit they'd likely be 4-0 because I think Jimmy G with an offseason of practice would have won this game over the Chicago Bears. I think Jimmy G, had he got the, 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 the kinks out the way, if you will, would have beat the Denver Broncos. In his first start, it wouldn't have been his first start. So I don't let that 2-2 two and two record fool me. I think this is a 4-0 caliber football team that went to, excuse me, that hosted Los Angeles and smacked them boys around. Scary to me. Real quick, so I'm not tripping, right? Mm -hmm. He said scary? Yes. That's not a scary football team. A scary football team was the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Running quarterback, throwing quarterback. Great wide receivers on the outside. Great defensive line. Great uh, guys in the secondary. That's scary. When I watched that game yesterday, that wasn't scary. I, I, I seen Debo catch a Bad pass that should have been picked. Let's keep it 100. That was a bad pass. And I've seen the real athlete and the talent that of Debo Samuels. Yeah. He made three guys miss and go, and go what, 50 yards, 60 that's yards? That's scary. So, though, that's that talent. Scary. When I watch that team, seriously, when I watch that team, especially the offense, Jimmy G was Jimmy G, right? He's going to give you the bare minimum. At, at, at a, the bare minimum. Let's just keep it honest. The bare minimum. And then I, I just see no pass to, 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 to Kittle. Kittle's his main guy. When there are scary teams, when they're playing great defense, when Debo's doing Debo type of things, and Kittle's involved. I didn't see Kittle get involved at all. So you saw all. two of the three, and they weren't scary to you? You I saw mean, him play great but, defense. Hold on. But how often? Well, first, first of all, let's talk about the defense. That's not how, like, uh, the Rams didn't drive. They just didn't score touchdowns. Lady, they gave they had a – hold on. They, they, had, points. they had a couple drives, but they had a couple drives. Got a pick six. They had a couple drives. All I say is this. When they count the most, we see who, who, who 49ers really was. They're a team that gets there that can't finish – 
that went out there that, that, and got tried to get rid of their quarterback that took them to the, the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Stop, it's I, a reason stop why. Up, stop bringing, talking about scary. Stop bringing up old stuff. Joy, where are you at? Uh, how see scary, movies. scary are the 49ers? <laughs> it sounds like his scary movies are the kind that I can watch because I don't really like right. scary movies. I don't know. This is what the Niners always are. This is literally what I think. Are they scary? I don't know. I've seen the Niners do this so many times. This is nothing new. Jimmy played a basic game. Basic. 16 and 27, 239 yards, one touchdown. Shady's right. That should have been picked. That touchdown was on Debo. That was talent. You want to talk about an alien, Debo. Debo is an alien. That was A 10-yard pass. It was five yards. Oh, my bad. Five yards, 52 yards after the catch. Come on, man. He leads all wide receivers in yards after the catch. He led all receivers last year with with yards after the catch. Well, who threw him to him? Jimmy. So let's not not look at that. Watch your mouth. (laughs) Let's not look at that situation and put that on Jimmy. That should have been picked off. And that, that, that came last night. Joy, we don't do fake stats on this show. No, no, we know no. That. We no, don't no. My I have the real stats. <laughs> they're, 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 very, they're very basic. Listen, scary. Wow. Jimmy does what Jim, Jimmy did last night, what he always does. He just wins regular season games over the Rams. The Niners have won seven regular season matchups against the Rams. That's what they do. What do they do in the postseason? This is why, this is why the Niners Ooh, are confusing. Joy, today. Joy, I can't go with you. They, go, go with they get to the Super Bowl and the NFC title game. As the Rams a, as a, Who? It came down to the fourth quarter, and they beat them like, like three weeks before that. Be sca- I don't, who cares about a regular uh, – Niners fans, uh, do you care about beating them during the regular season, or do you care about beating the Rams in the postseason? I, uh, postseason, thank you. Okay, if you want to talk about the Cowboys not getting it done when it matters, you're 100% right. Packers, too. The Niners have as good a track record as anybody of winning the games that matter. Again, they got all the way to the fourth quarter against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They almost got back last year. I know almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I get it. But, like, their postseason track record is one that I would not question. No, I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what they are. I've seen them do this before. I can't go to scary because I've seen them, as Shady said, Go all the way. Can you go there, Dave? Can you go to scary with the Niners? Because, like, this this was, and I I agree. I mean, I I disagree for the same reason that you're saying. Like, no, Jimmy G didn't look all that great. Their running game, which is something that they're famous for, didn't even look that great. But when Debo Samuel can do stuff like that, you don't need great quarterback play. Well, how often is that going to happen is my question. It happened versus the Cowboys in the playoffs. It happens pretty often. I think 36 yards to the cribbo. Okay, so let's take a team like the Bucks or a team like the Eagles. Take him. He's not, he not doing all that. Make four guys miss and go to the house for 50 yards? If I can count on Jimmy on. G, if I can count on Jimmy G to make two or three, not even make two or three plays, get the ball to his playmakers three two or three game. times a game. Yeah. And, and let, that, oh, let that defense, no, the defense, the defense is what makes the 49ers that's, scary. Joey, he just said if he gets Jimmy G to give his playmakers three to four times a game, that tell you that's scary? That's not But scary. you know what it takes, bro. All it, takes, all it takes is one. Against the Cowboys, what broke that game open? That toss play to Debo. Debo. Yet last night, it was a eight-point game, one possession with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. The difference in the game was Debo. All it takes is one. And I can, I can tie this into the Cowboys, which is obviously what I love to do. It's, this, it's a very similar thing to Cooper Rush. Jimmy G is way more accomplished than Cooper Rush. But when you have this much talent – Especially, do not, we're, we're, we are glossing over what they did on defense. Seven sacks. Yeah, the defense was up. Fred Warner did his thing. Yes. Hafunga with oh, the pick on. six. Like, we're not even talking about that guy. Yeah, that guy blew up. Troy, where are you at? you at? You had a thought. You had a thought. Well. You, you may have lost a thought, but you had a thought. Yeah. Where are you I, at, I So, okay, I think last night was more the Rams than the 49ers, right? 
Elaborate. Okay, so first of all, Matthew Stafford, who I like. Well, I, I love Matthew Stafford, okay? That pass, he threw that screen. It's two by two. You don't throw that. You throw the backside to the oh, running wait, back. Wait, 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 We got that. We got that? Let's go to the big okay, one, big okay. dog. Are you dressed? I'm you not ready? No, no, you, you, you got it. You got it. <laughs> My dressed. pants are super tight. You got it? But I'll be back when you come here. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, just stay put. Yeah. So, why the Rams are in trouble and why the Niners are so legit is this one play that Shady was talking about. Let me go ahead and give it to you right here. You got two receivers up top. By Here's two. the thing. Hafunga, if he is back, Matthew Stafford should throw this ball. But because Hafunga's up tight, Stafford don't need to throw that ball. Right. But Stafford has to throw it because it's Cooper Cup and he ain't got nobody else but Cooper Cup. Where should Stafford go? Instead of taking his vision to Cooper Cup, it's very simple. Throw it to Darnell Henderson. That's what you do when you have the two-by-two two look with the two defenders up top. So the reason the Rams are in trouble in my mind, as Shady was alluding to, is they don't really have any help outside of Cooper Cup. Now you see Sean McVay like big dog. Sean, hey, pissed. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Shady, was I right? Was I wrong? Talk to no, me no, you, I just said that. You were right. You were right. You, you made me look better. I don't. I started you off. You finished it, right? So real quick, I said it was more of the Rams than it was the 49ers. It was no scary 49ers team. It was more the Rams. Who do they have? Who, who do they have? They lose their pass rusher, right? The alien we talked about mm -hmm. in Von Miller. They, you, uh, um, 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 Odell Beckham, he's not there. Robert Wood's not there. It's only Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup left. Cooper Cup right. Sack. That's all they have. So... When we talk about this scary team of the 49ers, let's just give some real credit to who, who really played bad. Check, Check this out. Check let's, this out. Go ahead. I'm checking it out. What's up? Who's the Niners' biggest competition to winning the NFC West? Rams. The L.A. Rams, whose ass they just beat. Yeah. So, I mean, Damn. we're talking – I mean, Well, it was a, it was a home game. They, they should, they, you should win. I'm just saying, they've okay. won – is All it right. seven, straight? seven straight? Seven straight. Seven straight. Seven straight. It's a lot of road games. I, right. The Niners, and maybe we're a little bit prisoners. Well, that division's not, like, great. So well, all you got to do is win your division to have a home game in the playoffs. Let's get here and join. I want to come to you because we're, we're talking about the Rams and they deserve a conversation. They won the Super Bowl last year. Ain't a lot of Super Bowl champs in the history of the sport. Joy, are we making too much of the Rams' struggles? Are their struggles overblown? Or are you looking at that like, uh oh? Well, yeah, no, I do think it's a, a little bit overblown. That's why I'm not going to the Niners are scary. And just to be clear, to Niners fans, I'm not saying that was like a bad win or something yesterday. They looked great. They sacked Matthew Stafford seven times. His defense was unbelievable. Pick six. They were great. Like that's the Let me go Ryan, but, shout out. But I'm not gonna go to scary because I've seen them do this before. So this is not new. With the Rams, I, I'm also gonna have faith that this is something that can be fixed because I have faith in Sean McVay. We were not talking about the Rams like they were gonna be bad this year. Not at all. They I lost they Sean Miller, nice. of course. I mean, that's, that's a concerning piece to but lose. But they got Bobby Wagner. But they got Bobby Wagner. They brought in Allen Robinson. Yes, they did. Odell is hurt, so Odell's not contributing to anyone mm -hmm. right now. So, and they Boy, might Allen bring, they might bring him back. Yeah, but we thought Allen Robinson thought was going to contribute. Yep. Okay, because now he's got Matthew Stafford throwing to him. Of course him. he does. Not Blake Right? Bortles. You obviously lost Big Wit, which is a huge loss. But mm -hmm. that's, where, that's, to me, what the issue was last night. You can't get sacked seven times and win a, a, a division game. This is not going to happen. Now, whether that's on Matthew Stafford because he's holding it too long because he's only throwing to cups, but that's something that I think Sean McVay will scheme and adjust. I've seen Sean do this with different versions of talent. That's why I'm not overly concerned about the Rams right You now. know who the Rams are, Shady? The Rams are who I believe you and I thought the Chiefs were. Listen to me for a second. I'm trying to go. I, I thought that the Chiefs, because they did not have Tyreek Hill, would be screwed. Right. No more big plays. Right. They can only force it to Kelsey. If Kelsey's covered, nobody else to throw to. That's not who the Chiefs are. Yeah. Chiefs have found way different receivers and way different guys to score. Who the Rams are is who we thought the Chiefs were. You lose Odell Beckham. Remember, they lost Robert Woods first, then they got Odell Beckham. Lose Odell Beckham. Thought they would have uh, Allen Robinson. Now all they have is Cup. Right. 
And without Cup, they have nothing on offense. You could say they have Higby, but truth be told, all they really have is is Cooper Cup. I'm worried about the Rams because you need dudes, and they don't have them. No, you do need guys. But although, I will say this, they did go 0-3 in the red zone. So it's not like they didn't they didn't uh, They got there. Yeah, they like they didn't get there. So they could work on that. And then I love Sean McVay. I think he's an excellent offensive coach. So I think there's potential still there. It is the Rams, right? You can't count them out. But I think they do need some some more. Maybe one more piece. Yeah. I think they desperately need one more piece. I and I mean it's it's a week by week game. They'll get these guys back to some degree, but like I I don't think the Rams are doing anything until they figure this offensive line out. Like it's easy to worry about their skill players and who they might not have there. I start to think we and like we knew he was a good player, but once you get to the age of 40, maybe people underestimate how important Andrew Whitworth was to that yeah, offensive line. Tackle. They were down two other starters last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sean McVay's offense, like, they, it's big on timing. It's big on being able to, like, make your progressions. They went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff when they had a great offensive line. Their offensive line was nice last year. With the way Matthew Stafford reacts to pressure, I just don't see it until they get that sorted out. That is the number one thing for me is they got to find a way to protect him and keep the line. Two dilemmas. The line is no good, and the Rams do try to work through progressions, but the problem is there is one progression, Cooper Rush. And if he is covered, Cooper Cooper Cup. No, shout out to Cooper Rush. Both of the the Coopers are balling. A a lot of people have mistaken Cooper Rush for Cooper Cooper Cup. Cup. You're the first one to do it the other way. Do you know why, though? You're the first one to do it the other way. Both of the Coopers are balling. Hey. Hang on, Mr. Cooper. That was a great show, by the way. Uh, Coming up, Lamar Jackson putting up MVP numbers. However, the Ravens are only 2-2, y'all, currently out of the playoff picture. What in the world is that going to mean for Lamar Jackson and that $250 million he has on the line? That's next. See Yo, it's all fun on this show. Welcome back, y'all. Bears offense, not been good. Quarterback Justin Fields, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdown passes, which got Justin Fields speaking about his struggles. Hey, Fields, I can't hear you, big dog. Speak up. Running game is working. Why isn't the passing game working? Who said the passing game wasn't working? (laughs) The numbers aren't good. It's not working. I mean, numbers don't matter, I don't think, in my opinion. Um, But, you know. As long as we win, like I said, that's that's all I care about. <laughs> Wait, George first, Shady. George first. <laughs> that's her boy. It is my boy. I'm pulling for Justin. And you know what? It's I'm pulling for Justin, but I'm really pulling for Bears fans. It's such a good, great sports no, city. Focus, focus on that right. sound I just bite. want that's them right. to focus have something. quarterback. <laughs> and, like, he has no weapons. And they brought in a defensive coach. Do and numbers like matter? The same thing, that? Chicago. It's starting to matter. It is starting to matter. What's you that? do have to be able to. You got to be developing. And, and, and you know. Who said numbers don't matter? I told you. Told you that. Like what? You know what? Though he is right. Right. It's, all, it's not always about audience. Always about. It's the not. Stats. It's, of course you know not. I mean? Yeah. And you you know, say that all the time. And, and you know people that that feels about. I feels like that about stats. No stats. People that have terrible stats. <laughs> brother like him. What are you talking about? Your seventy yards a game, brother. Counts throwing it. You got more interceptions than touchdowns? Them stats definitely matter, Justin. You're a bad, bad player, not in a good way. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. I'm going to try that next time and be like, who, who said I'm short? Who told you? Who told you I'm short? He said it. Who told you I'm who told short? Who told you I'm short? Here's my thing. I like Justin Fields. Y'all know what it is, but 33 completions through four weeks is not good enough. You can do that. To get it done. Right now. I can't throw. I, play, I grew up playing soccer. He can't, he, from he, Nigeria, he can't so throw. I just, he can't throw. He can't throw. You can't throw. <laughs> 
right. I'm much of a difference right now. Justin, I love you. David, I love you too. All right, let's move on to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They lost a tough one to the Bills. Oh, my God. They blew a 20-3 lead. How does that happen? Now, Lamar's having an MVP type of year, but you can't lose two games. Let's rap, let's rap, let's rap. Enough looking at Lamar. We looked at him enough on this weekend. I'm worried. Dave Hellman, I'm incredibly worried about Lamar because he did not hold out for this. And when I say hold out, not in the figurative sense of the NFL holding out, he withheld from signing a contract the Ravens offered. Not for this. Not for two losses through four weeks. Not for this. Not to be out of the playoff picture through four weeks. Not for this. Not to blow fourth quarter leads to the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, two organizations that he needs to be better than. Not for this. Not to allow Josh Allen to outplay him. Not to allow to uh, uh, Tua Bailoa to outplay him. Lamar Jackson didn't withhold from signing for this $250 million. Not a lot of money to LaShawn McCoy, but to everyone else. Yes, it is. That is a <laughs> lot of money. So I'm concerned because I'm like, dang, Lamar, you ain't hold out for this. But Dave, do you have any concerns? I mean, I have concerns about the Ravens' offense and, and how far they can go if they play like this. Like, I'll say what I keep saying. I'm not worried about Lamar. Again, guys with lesser resumes have gotten the bag despite, like, not going deep in the playoffs or all that. And, yeah, I mean, okay, Tua outplayed Lamar because they won that game, but, like, Lamar balled in that Dolphins oh. game. Like, he played out of his mind. Like, he is having a good season. I'm not going to bury Lamar Jackson because of the second half of a game in the rain and the mud against one of the best teams in the league. But like I said, the Ravens worry me just because outside of Lamar Jackson being the man, I'm not convinced of what they're good at. Like, they didn't run the ball that well against the Bills outside of Lamar's ability to scramble. Their leading receiver was your fellow Longhorn, Devin Duvernay, which he's having a nice season. But he probably shouldn't, he, in theory, be the last. He should not saying. be the leading receiver. And by the way, he had 51 yards. That ain't good, man. So I worry about what can they do when what they'd rather do isn't working. Like, do they have a guy who can help Lamar? I'm not convinced they do right now. So, like, it's not about Lamar. And I will continue to say he's going to get his money. Even, like, the Ravens could not make the playoffs and he's going to get his money. It's just a matter of can they win enough games to win a Super Bowl or even get close with their offense looking like Educate this. me, Joy Taylor. Do you have any concerns for Lamar? Not about Lamar Jackson and what he's capable of, but for the rest of that team, sure. I mean, we were talking about are the Niners scary? Are the Ravens scary? Outside of Lamar Jackson, what scares you about the Ravens? I don't have an answer to that. The speed. That's it. That's it. Maybe what Rashad Bateman, Duvernay, just speed. That's it. It's not very compelling. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very it's not set the, with a lot the of silence after she asked the yeah, question. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of a pause. Yeah. We're usually jumping at each other when there's somebody. <laughs> and that's not an indictment of the Ravens overall. I thought they were going to be better this year than they were last year simply because they were getting everybody back healthy. They had so many injuries last year. But if you want to talk about what they the losses that they've had, like we can take the statistics out and Lamar Jackson is having a great statistical season. Like he always does when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. But if we look at these losses, these are really bad losses. It's not that they had a bad day to the Colts, like the Chiefs, right, where they had mistake after mistake after mistake. And we're still in a position to win the game if they didn't get a, st a stupid penalty, which shouldn't have been a penalty anyway on Chris Jones. It, the game won, and that changed it. Even after all of those mistakes, this was two bad losses to two good teams, and you had 
multiple score leads on these teams. You should be able to at least hold the lead and score again on offense to keep them from coming back. And they weren't able to do that. So that wasn't on Lamar Jackson to me, even with a bad second half. I don't think it's panic time, but you do have to be concerned if you're the Ravens about why that keeps happening. And it might just be because Lamar is the playmaker. Lamar is what makes you scary. So if Lamar is having a bad half, what else do you do? Shady, I got to come to you. You are the resident superstar on this desk. Over 10,000. How many rushing yards? Because you don't correct me anyway. I mean, I said over You're going to correct me anyway. That's how that's many? Fine. Over you 10, know 000. the specifics. Ask me the question. How many <laughs> rushing yards did you have? I promise I won't say anything else until you answer. He's derailing. 15,000 this all together. Say that. Thank you. 15,000 okay. 15,000 all purpose. God, dog, that's a lot of yards. Uh, here's a question. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, Packers ain't no good. But Rodgers is typically always good. They're three yeah. and one. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, as you've said, Chiefs really ain't no good. But Patrick Mahomes is typically always good. That's two is why they're three and one. Outside of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, in theory, are no good. Right. But the Ravens are sitting at two and two. Mm-hmm. So I come to you to say, what are the concerns you have for Lamar Jackson? Zero concerns. Zero concerns. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, they're a good franchise. They're a winning franchise. We, we can't get too crazy, guys. It's only two and two. It's only been four games played. And then he, this guy put up 38 points, right, mm-hmm. against the Dolphins. They came back. He had, what, 20, what, 20? 20, he lost 23 to 20. Had 20 yeah, points so, last week. So they're, they're putting points up. They have to do a better job of just playing well, t- playing better together. I think on the defense, we need stops. Offense need to score. And it's more finishing. So the best part about these losses that you can learn from, okay, going forward, how can we have a better football team? Because other teams have more things to worry about, not the Ravens. It's more how can we finish these games. So I'm not really going uh, too much into it about shall we be concerned or not. I think they'll be fine. Let's disregard the money for a moment. Let's just talk about the talent. want to talk to y'all, too, because y'all both said interesting things. If Lamar Jackson is going to be the player we all want him to be, that superstar on another level, alien caliber of player, which he's proven to be by talent, don't you think – he should be winning those games. He can't afford to have a bad half of football if you want to talk about the, the Bills game, a bad half of football, really quarter and a half if you want to talk about the Dolphins game. Because say what you will, Tua played out of his mind. Tua did outplay him. Tua had a franchise record, six touchdown passes. Josh Allen played really well in the second half. Josh Allen did outplay him. Talk about the player, not the money. At what point are you looking at Lamar like, hey, regardless, you can't get outplayed at least not twice in four games. I, I like. I hear what you're saying. Like, there's there's validity to that. I think where mine got, my mind goes, and Shady just said it. Like, it's two and two. Off the top of my head, I'd say Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are the only quarterbacks in the league right now who aren't going through some some growing pains this season. Right? I'm not growing pains in terms of like the season, figuring out your team, yeah. figuring out what works. We just talked about the problems with Stafford and the Rams. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have a lot of stuff to figure out. The Vikings have looked good other than when they ran into the Eagles. Yeah, really, I mean, it's really it's Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are the only ones that have everything to feel good about. What did you say? Than, uh, sorry. You heard what I said. The, 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 <laughs> you heard. You Producers heard. in my air. I didn't hear you. You heard what bro. I said. The Eagles have not hit a speed bump the way that other teams have. Even, I mean, even for that matter, even oh, the guy, even, even Mahomes and Allen have lost a game. So, yes, it's, and it's especially concerning that they have given up multiple score leads in the second half. Like I said yesterday – you should be able to answer and keep that from happening if you are that caliber of quarterback. I think I'd be more concerned if it seemed like like most of the teams in the league are dealing with this type of stuff right now. Joy, very quickly, talk about the money because you've been hot on the money for a while. You believe Lamar Jackson should have signed his deal, assuming it was what some of those larger-scale numbers were. 
If you get paid in the NFL, it happens one of two ways as a quarterback. You either win, like Joe Flacco, and you might not be that talented, or you're incredibly talented and you don't win, Deshaun Watson. Those are the two ways you get paid. But Lamar Jackson, it appears he has to leave no doubt. He has to both be incredibly talented and he might have to win it all. Are these losses, albeit we've only played four games, but still two losses, do you think this might in any way, shape, or form limit the Ravens as though they were already limited from paying? I mean, it's too early in the season to tell. Those are losses against two of the top teams in the AFC. There's not really that many of the top teams. We think it's the Bills, the Ravens, yeah, the Dolphins, Dolphins, and the Chiefs. You lost to two of those teams, and you had leads on them and blew it. So right now, we don't know. Maybe it's nothing. They end up making the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl. Who cares? Well, all right, you, lo- you lost two regular season games, whatever. It was, it was growing pains. It was, you know, trying to figure out how to close games, whatever. We don't know that right now. It's not that Lamar Jackson is trying to get paid. That's not the question. He's trying to get paid at an unprecedented level. He's trying to reset the market. He's trying to get a deal that his owner does not want to give and didn't think that Deshaun Watson should get. So that's really the conversation. To me, if you want to get that kind of deal, because I don't think the owners want to give those deals out, you'd have to win a Super Bowl this year or win another MVP, which is obviously all still on the table. It's not panic time for the Ravens. The Ravens are, like Shady said, a great organization, well-coached. You got Lamar Jackson. You You have some other pieces, a lot of talent there, and it's a winnable division as well. So there's plenty to still feel good about, but you have to make the adjustments and you have to look Really, in the mirror, like you lost to the two other top teams in the AFC. Why? Well, you all will not believe this. Along with the Ravens, there are 14 other teams currently 2-2. Two and two. Half the league is 2-2. Two and two. So next, we are going to take you through all 15 of those teams and tell you which is a contender and which is a pretender. You are not going to want to miss this. Some of these teams might make the playoffs. Others, sitting at home with top flight draft picks. Next, see you. Family, let me get my rock. Okay, we good, we good, we good. Week four, it's in the books. Like I told y'all, 15 teams, 15 are two and two in the National Football League. Your favorite team probably is. That means they might be a contender and be a legitimate Super Bowl threat, or they might just be pretending, y'all. So let's go ahead and get right to it. This segment, contenders, pretenders, we're going through all 15. It's low-key going to be rapid fire, so let's have some fun. New York Jets starting it off. They're 2-2. Two two. Had a nice win over the Steelers last week. Shady, contender, pretender. Pretender. Mm. Yeah, they're a cool team. They're young still. Next year, they'll be really a, a contender, I think. I'm with it. Joy? Yeah, they're a year away. I don't know if, look, I, you know I love my Steelers. I don't know if I will call that a nice win. They took advantage <laughs> of, of the situation. You got to do more Pretenders. than two and two before I, like, with everything that's happened to the Jets the last few years, yeah. I, I got to see more than two and two. Pretender? Yeah, pretender. I got to hear from you. Sorry, Let's sorry. talk about the Cleveland Browns. Pretender. 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 Cleveland Browns. She just said it. Pretender. That's it. Oh, no, I'm actually going contenders. I oh, like what I see from right. If they can hang on until Watson gets back, they, can, they might be able to make a run. I respect Joy. Joy's braver than me. Like, they got a nice roster. I said pretender because they're so banged up right now. Like, Garrett's hurt. Clowney's hurt. Yep. But I, I'm, I'm watching the Browns. I'm not giving up on them, but I'm, I'll, I'll say pretender. For, for now. Okay, let's keep it pushing. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? I love the Bengals. I know where you're at. Yeah, pretender. I told you before the season started, they will not make the playoffs. And right now, it looks like they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to say right contender. Again. I'm hanging on with the Bengals. I'm going to say contender. I got a, I got a tiger tattooed on my arm, yeah. man. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not giving up on Joe and Jamar until I have yeah. to. Contender. Contender. Dave, I swear. All right. Okay. Look. 
Okay, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the I Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to pass. I can't even answer that because I do not know. Contender, contender. Contender, are you stop? Stop. You're, you're overreacting. They're going to the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs right they, now. They're, they're literally not they're in the playoffs. They're 2-2. Week, week, week five. five. Yeah, well, I say week five. Contenders, brother. Contenders. Contender. 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 What, Lamar, Lamar, they, all they do is win with Lamar Jackson. Like, they'll, so, they'll figure it out. Contender. Let me stop down for a second here. When we talk about Ravens, y'all think they're legitimized, like can win a Super Bowl? Are yes. we all in unison yeah, there? Yeah. It's possible. I'm not, you know, I didn't pick it to happen, but it's possible. I'm with it. Okay, let's move on to the Jags, Dave. I know you love them, but Shady, you're up first because your Eagles just went and gave them a beatdown yeah, well, contender. Pretender. I will say this. They did play well. I give them a lot they of credit. Did. That probably was our, our, our biggest credible win we had. But? So I would say contender. Ooh, contender. And, and, oh, Shady. Wait, 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 wait. And that, that division is sorry over there. Yeah. It is very. Come on. Yes, Which is also why I'm saying contender. I love it. I love it for Jacksonville. I didn't give enough credit. Thank you. I didn't give enough credit to what Trevor Lawrence would look like with Dougie P. Dougie Dougie Peterson. That that defense is nice. They had five turnovers against the Eagles and still only lost by eight. Yeah, yeah contender. Was, was contender. I'm going pretender only because Doug Peterson, oh. I believe in his second year as a head coach, not his first. Carson Wentz, first year was nice. Second year, that's when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They will be contenders next year. Right now, I'm not sold. Let's talk about the Titans, contenders, pretenders. Contenders. I think that, that uh, yeah, contenders. That there. Soft division, they'll be okay. Well, they'll win a couple games. It's my weakest contender. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like I don't want to. I don't want to believe in the Titans again. I'm, I'm sorry. Like if the, if it's not, it's Derrick Henry and what? Derrick Henry and who? It's been like it's that. It's been like that. Weak division. It is a weak division. I'm, I'm still so saying. Say I'm saying pretender. I'm Ooh. sorry. Now you're a contender, but it's like a, it's like. But it's just a division, and they do this every year. It's just. You know, I love Derek Henry. I just want to steal him. <laughs> come, come play for the Rams, <laughs> Derek, please. I wish they could. I know Derek Henry probably would like to team up with Justin Herbert. Let's talk about the Chargers. They're two and two. Y'all know I think they pretending all day. Where you at? Contender, pretender. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Pretenders. Mm. I think the injuries, if this beginning season, I would have said, you know, contenders. But now looking at them and all these banged up players, injuries, ah. And they, and they be struggling a lot. They be struggling. So, Katie, how can you abandon me after four games, man? It's looking bad. Mm. It's looking Where bad. You at? Yeah, pretenders for for all those reasons. I'm I, I'm not giving up so quick. Okay, <laughs> Justin Herbert's too talented. Austin Eckler had a great get. Like, look. I get it. I, I'm okay being alone in this, but I'm going to keep saying contender for now. I look like the Chargers mascot today. kind of do. <laughs> what does it mean if the Chargers don't make the playoffs? What's it mean for Herbert in narrative form? You're the journalist. The narrative switches to, like, what what is going on? Like, what's wrong? And, yeah, like, I know they're banged up, but when you're as talented as he is, as, as I think he is, you got to find a way to get it done. I, I am not writing them off because that's how highly I think of Justin Herbert. So okay, well, speaking of it. writing guys off, I'm low-key ready to write Nathaniel Hackett off. Denver Broncos, contender, contender. But I'm not writing off Russ. I'm going contenders. I'm with it. Contenders, but... Wow. <laughs> What Joy did. What Joy said. <laughs> yeah. Contender, but like, but I'm not sure why I feel that way. I'm yeah. just I'm just trusting Close. that they'll get it figured out. Okay, let's make this one quick and easy. Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's his answer. Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's her answer. Chicago <laughs> Bears. <laughs> said, who said that? Come on. Who said they're not, who said they're not contenders? Not this year, that? but in due time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, more challenging. Two and two. Contenders, pretenders. Contenders, stop. They haven't looked good. Contenders, stop. Move on. Tom Brady, take it easy. I'm also going contenders, yes. 
How many? I mean, contender. And, and look at the division. How many times has a healthy Tom Brady missed the playoffs? Yeah. That defense. I know they look bad against the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. They're they're a contender. They're has a, a healthy team. Tom Brady ever missed the playoffs? I don't Once? think so. Like maybe if he if they he, went 11 and five, I think he tore his ACL in the first week of that wait, wait, season. Yeah, yeah Matt Castle. Has the, yeah. has the Cowboys ever beat Tom Brady? Like they have not. I don't know what was the point. Of, I don't know what the point of that was. Was just mean. I was looking at him. That was just mean. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. How about the Atlanta Falcons? Atlanta Falcons contender. Contenders, contender. man, y'all got them boys rolling over there. I love it. Real quick, you, you gonna play the Saints twice a year? They might beat them. Saints look bad. The uh, uh, Baker Mayfield looks bad, right? Carolina. And then let's say hopefully you might split. You with... giving your contenders out I'm real just... easy. They ain't losing value. I'm telling Where you. you at? I'm telling you now. No, I don't trust the Falcons ever. <laughs> Fair. They, com- they completed right. seven passes the other day. Like, I mean, they two and two. It's it's a cool story that they're two and two. Y'all know where I'm at with these San Francisco 49ers. I love them. They're two and two by record alone, by talent. Them boys is four and no. Contenders, pretenders. Uh, contenders. I mean, if you could go to the championship game uh, and go to Super Bowl. people's with, elbow. Yeah, with a regular quarterback. Yeah, man. Not scary, they do, though. They do it every year. Not scary, though. Not even scary at, at all. <laughs> Joy, where are you at? Uh, they're contenders. They're, they're, they're not. They're contenders, yes. Best team in the NFC West, contender, absolutely. Okay, how good are they? Are they a top three NFC team? Um, what does that mean? Eagles, can I get like top Eagles. four? Can I get top four? I'll okay. say, I'll say top four. Packers, Eagles, Bucks, Niners. Sure, yeah. So that's that, that sounds uh, fine. Cool. Vikings okay. probably deserve a mention. In they deserve there. a mention. Let's talk about the Rams who got thrashed last night, but are two and two. Where you at, contender, pretender, contenders, pretenders. Joy Taylor, contenders. Dave Hellman, contenders. contenders. That's pretty easy. I'm with y'all on that one. Seattle Seahawks, as we now, we kicking it in the NFC West. Every NFC West team is two and two. Seahawks. Absolutely not. Geno Smith's the quarterback still. I think they're pretenders. Pretenders. And I don't want to see the whole thing with, like, like Russ not playing as well and then Geno's playing good. Like, I, I don't like that, that narrative. I don't like that story. Pretenders. Pretenders. I mean, Gino, Gino balled the other oh, day. But, but everybody's God. balling against Detroit. Oh, everybody's true. balling okay. against Detroit. Detroit's putting up numbers against everybody, too. Detroit yeah. has the yeah. number one offense in football and the 32nd ranked defense in football. They just can't even figure out what they want to be great and terrible at. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Contenders, pretenders. If this was like high school football, right, and this is you, you, you scribble stuff in the dirt to make a play on offense, I would say contenders. But then again, their quarterback does that all the time. He, has, he plays high school football, factor in NFL. So, Pretenders. I'm going contenders. Let's not forget, getting D-Hop back week seven. Kyler's a different quarterback when he has him out there. That's an interesting point. He's a better high school player. The Cardinals' whole thing is like they look. They pay like a high school player. The Cardinals look great early and fall apart late, and right now they don't even look good early. I know. I, no, I, I think pretend. I'm going to give y'all time to think about this because I'm going to answer Uh-oh. this question that I have for y'all first. Who is the best two and two team? I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. I think they are legitimate. I think they are a Super Bowl threat. I have them in the Super Bowl versus the Buffalo Bills. I have the Bills winning. I said it back in September. I'm saying it again now that it is October. San Francisco 49ers, scariest of all 15 of these two and two teams. Shady, very quickly, scariest two and two team. I, I, I'm going to go um, the Ravens. Once they figure out how to finish the games out on offense and defense, kind of every football, I think they're they're the most scariest team. Love it, George Taylor. Yeah, I have to split. I know that's not the question, but I'm going to have to split between the Ravens and Bucks. With that, and with that, two very good quarterbacks, very good teams. Dave Hellman. God help me. Um, I like the Niners, but I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jags. They got the it Jags. all, man. They the got. DB. They got. They got. A guy. I, I'm. I'm very intrigued. Like they are ahead of schedule. They got talent. They are. They got talent, and 
Trevor Lawrence, like, he's not there yet, but he, he could be, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued by the Jags. The Cowboys aren't 2-2. Two two. They got three saying. wins because they got Cooper Rush. But we have to talk about next America's team. The biggest story that you all need to be talking about, that everybody needs to be talking about, the Cowboys being 3-1, but who gets the credit? Cooper Rush, Mike McCarthy, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Who deserves the credit for the Cowboys' success? That's next. Steve. Well, the Cowboys have been getting great play this season from a plethora of people. Michael Parsons, you see him right there, balling. Cooper Rush, you see him right there, four straight wins as a starter, first quarterback in Cowboys history to start 4-0. The defense, phenomenal. Cooper Rush, phenomenal. Dan Quinn is a defensive coordinator, one of two teams not allowing 20 points this season, along with the 49ers, who we all saw yesterday crushing it. So the question is this, and this is a question that I haven't heard anybody talk about, so we're going to talk about it. Who in the world deserves a credit? I think Mike McCarthy is not getting enough praise for the Dallas Cowboys. We quick to kill him off, so let's be quick to sing his praises. Your apology needs to be just as loud as you blame. Mike McCarthy, I'm sorry. When Mike Tomlin went 8-6 and six with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, we said this, yo, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. He can win with anybody. When Sean Payton went 5-0 in 2017 with Teddy Bridgewater, we said this, man, Sean Payton and that offense, they are amazing. Sean Payton can win with anybody. But when Cooper Rush, undrafted Cooper Rush, been in the league since 2017, Cooper Rush, ain't started no games up until last year, Cooper Rush. When he starts out 4-0, man, Cooper Rush, yeah, man, good. the defense, man, Kellen Moore. But what about Mike McCarthy? So Mike McCarthy, in my mind, deserves the most credit for the Cowboys' success. But there is oh so much to give around. Shady, who deserves the most for the Cowboys' success? Wait, wait, hold up. What does Mike McCarthy deserve so much credit for? What's he, what's he do? I also know what to do. Before I give you my, my answer. He's a head man. He's a leader. Oh, okay. He's a capitan. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, capitan. Okay. So that deserves a lot of credit. Good job, Mike. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Anyway, I'm going to go with Cooper, Cooper Rush. I, I think before Dak got hurt, or after Dak got hurt, the first question was, oh, my God, how can we get Jimmy G? How can yep. we get on the quarterback? That's real. But now it's like, oh, slow down. Hey, Dak, how's your hand? It's better? Okay, take your time. Take your time before you get back because we got Cooper Rush who's been balling. We look at backups, they don't play like that. Not at all. They turn the ball over. He doesn't turn the ball over. Three touchdowns or four touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? Three and those as a winner no, or as a starter and no turnovers. So I got to give a lot of credit to Cooper Rush. It's rush hour. It's the rush hour. You wanna, Super Cooper. You want to follow that up? Super Cooper. I love that. I, I think you made a really compelling point. I was ready to really go Wait, hard Miriam, for the oh, defense. Miriam. No, no, no. Emmanuel. Oh, okay. uh, oh, no, no, listen. Okay. listen. Cooper, Cooper deserves a ton of credit. He has not turned the ball over at an unprecedented fashion for someone who has come in as a backup quarterback. We say it every single day. Backup quarterbacks turn the ball over. It's what you get nervous every time they throw the ball that it's going to be a mistake, and that's usually what sets you behind. You usually have to win in spite of a backup quarterback and mm-hmm. not having to do that with Cooper Rush. I'm going to go to the defense, but I do have to agree with you. We got to give Mike McCarthy some flowers here because we were asking him about his job before the season even started because all of us thought the Cowboys were going to be much worse than they are. And you, you're, you're not just your main guy goes down, but all the other injuries that you listed in, after that Bucks game, it looked like the season was over after one game. And now look where they are. 
So Mike McCarthy does deserve some credit for that. He is the head coach. If we're going to criticize him and say he doesn't do anything, when he doesn't mess it up, he's got to get credit for for not messing it up as well. But the defense to me is what's making this whole engine go. Because while Cooper has been doing an amazing job, what Cooper hasn't had to do is go out and win the game because the defense gave up a bunch of points or they're coming from behind. He's not had to do that. They've only trailed for 11 minutes over the past three games. <laughs> That's significant. You're only down by one touchdown for, for what, five minutes? Like, that's a big deal right. to not have to push. That's when mistakes happen yeah, because you're having to put it in places that you're not normally having to do or you've never been in that situation before because you are a backup quarterback. So I think there's a lot of credit to go around. And, you know, the Cowboys are playing amazing, but I have to give the credit to the defense. Mike McCarthy deserves credit for one specific thing. Dan Quinn <laughs> was an incredibly hot commodity last hiring cycle. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy's boss, talked about how Dan Quinn would make a good head coach for his team. Mm. And Mike McCarthy was still cool with Dan Quinn coming back for another go-round as defensive coordinator. That takes good job, Mike McCarthy, swallowing your pride there. And look where it's got you, with one of the best defenses in the league that is leading the charge on this thing. And Dan, like, I can't say enough. I mean, I, I listed the stats yesterday. They're third in scoring defense. They're sixth in total defense, top five in efficiency, second in the league in sacks. Second in the league in sacks, by the way, after losing Randy Gregory in the offseason, he's got Dante Fowler playing like the guy who was balling out here with the Rams. He's getting contributions from young dudes that, that we don't even talk about on a national level. J. Ron Curse gets hurt in the opener. Donovan Wilson, the fourth-year sixth-round pick, is playing like a badass in his place. Obviously, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence speak for themselves, but at every level of this thing, they have been dominant. Now, I know... The competition, Giants, Commanders, I get it. But when you haven't given up, you've given up four touchdowns, you haven't given up more than one touchdown in any game you've played, and that includes against the Buccaneers, 19 points against Tampa, they're balling, man. And I can't say enough. And and Mike McCarthy deserves praise for that because Dan Quinn might not be here without McCarthy helping that happen. Joy, you're done drinking the Cowboys Kool-Aid. Shady drank Cowboys Kool-Aid a day in his life. Yeah, he allergic to it. <laughs> Dave, you still sip on it. So let me ask you this That's very rude. succinct question before we have to get out of this conversation. Is this Cowboys team different? They haven't gone to the NFC Championship game in 26 years, if I'm not mistaken. We say it time and time again, same old Cowboys, same old Cowboys. I want to believe they're different. Is this Cowboys team different? I allowed myself to believe the Cowboys were different last year, and it, it hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt a lot. I, I mean, like, I feel good about oh. some elements of this team. You, you like that, don't you, <laughs> I feel good about some elements of this team. <laughs> Defense wins championships, travels in the playoffs, all that good stuff. When you have a defense like this, it can mean a lot. Please pass me a tissue. As I, I wouldn't use that as we all touched it. Pour one out, <laughs> pour one out for the 2021 Cowboys. Keep and keep it. Don't worry. What I, what I thought they could be and what they wound up being. So, no, like, I'm not ready to say that at all. They got a lot more to do before they can talk me into that. But the defense and what we've seen, it gives cause for optimism The Cowboys belong in the conversation as we sit here in week five, which is a hell of a lot better than what I was anticipating, especially after Dak got hurt. Well, who cannot be optimistic? The Los Angeles Rams, because they got thrashed on national television. Whole world watching, and some people have to watch it twice. Sean McVay, 0-7, last seven against Kyle Shanahan. So, have the Rams lost their dominance? Fear factor. Is it over? we got to talk about that next. 
beat. Why are you looking at me like that, man? It's not my fault. Welcome back, family. Maybe the highlight of the NFL season thus far, this 57-yard catch and run by Debo Samuel. That's all pro defensive back Jalen Ramsey, five straight Pro Bowls. He couldn't do nothing when Debo Samuel saw him in the open field. Now, if you thought that's where it ended, you were wrong. Because post-game, Debo has some words. You know that was Jalen uh, in the open field in front of him. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing out there. Uh, I just went right by him. I ain't, he was just backpedaling. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> in case you were wondering if there's beef, Jalen Ramsey responded. Now, he didn't at Debo because I can't say who Jalen was talking to. But coincidentally, the next morning, y'all can have y'all little fame. Y'all think y'all getting off being lame, bar. We good this way. Actually, life is great. God is great. Close. Quote, uh-oh, it's getting spicy out there in the NFC West. 2-5, what's up with it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little tension right there. It's always been, but, I mean, it was a great run by Debo. Jalen missed the tackle. What happens? What, what's, come on, what's the How do you feel about Debo talking about a pros game? I don't know what he was doing. That ran me a little hot as a Yeah, I mean, he was, he was being a little, you know, making it a little spicy. I don't know what he was doing over there. I don't know what he was trying to do. I can see myself saying something like that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, I mean? I mean, I love it. I love a little trash talk, especially when you're talking about in divisions. Yeah. The next time they meet, we're going to have some stuff to talk about before the game. It'll be a little extra something, something. So I like it. Raise the stakes. I love it. Keep it petty always. But, like, especially if I was a DB, you could not catch me on social media, dude. Like, are you kidding? Like, Jalen Ramsey, and I haven't watched the tape, Jalen Ramsey could have played perfect 99 snaps out of 100. Yeah. But you get punked one time, doesn't matter. It's all over for you. I love the question in boxing. When you don't know who won, the question you have to ask yourself is this. Who would you rather be? Let me ask you, Dave, because you cover the sport, you watch every team. Who would you rather be? Jalen Ramsey, Debo Sam. Like today? Today. The Debo no. Samuel. Absolutely. All things considered? Nah. Yeah. What? Just, what do you mean? Like, I'm, yeah, going Ramsey. Just I'm not just won. saying off last night's game. I'm oh, saying oh, yeah, oh, in general. Oh, right. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. See, that's all I want to get too crazy. Like, I got a Super Bowl. I'm a better oh, player. Yeah. I make more money. Like, that's my point. See, is I like, don't know if Jalen still has made more money. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Debo yes, he has. Debo signed for 141. Jalen signed for 100. Man, he about to get rid of again. You know how that works. He went first round. Actually, I take, I changed my answer. Round. I changed my answer. I'd rather be Debo. And like, I'm, I think the world of Debo. I loved him coming out of South Carolina. Being a receiver, it's not easier, but it's less. Like That's what I'm talking about. It's like you catch hell for every little mistake as a DB. It, that, that's too much pressure for me. Like knowing I'm going to catch hell. Rings. I know he won a Super Bowl. Who would you rather be? Nobody clowns on receivers when they have bad games. I, I would rather be Ramsey because, yeah. to Joy's point, Ramsey got a ring, and Ramsey's probably the Hall of Fame lot. But D, D, Debo has the sexier last year and a half. Like, Debo, remember, Ramsey got ah, beat. Super Bowl, remember Super Bowl. This, but Super Bowl was You're bad for Jalen. It was bad. Remember what y'all? Well, bro, bro, hold on. He won a he championship. Won, yeah, he won a ring. True, but, like, he was almost the reason they lost. Like, Jalen didn't leave the Super Bowl like, yeah, you know how it is. Y'all win, but if you have three fumbles. Listen, listen. Still like I didn't play in the Super Bowl, and I was partying hard in Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Brady. You crazy? <laughs> yeah. A win's a win. What? It would be fun to win a Super Bowl, but, like, I mean, you, it, Ramsey, Trayvon Diggs, like, these big-time corners, hey, they, they get it worse than anybody. How did you feel? Because you averaged probably 1,100 yards a season. But the two years y'all won a Super Bowl, I think you had 490 yards and then, like, 10 yards, respectfully. How did you feel, bro, winning, even though knowing, like, you ain't really go crazy like that? First of all, it's respect level. Anybody that knows it, they know it's about respect. You're going to respect me. The last, what, 
seven, eight years in the Super Bowl. There's never been a running back better than me in the Super Bowl. So how could I be mad? Think about it. Marshawn Lynch? You can't touch me. He trying to do some. He, he's like, yeah. We bad this for, argument for TV, off the air. For TV. Bad this argument. Better, better, better numbers, better contracts. Super- it don't matter what you. It's that you can tell. Better me. running back in the Super Bowl or like a better running back in his career that I mean, happens to play in the yeah, Super Bowl. Both. However you want to put it. Oh, name one. Just give me one. Dave, is, is there literally? Is he, he, oh, you, you put me on the spot. I'd have, I mean, seven, eight years. Marshawn would definitely be in the conversation. Got him beat. Contracts and numbers. Who? I mean, like this. this we got to talk about this out. stuff ahead of time. You got, yeah. got um, Gurley, him. You got Fournette. Yeah, Gurley didn't have the longevity. Lenny hasn't done as much as you. We keep going, so I can't get mad at that. That's all love. It's all love. I mean, <laughs> if, it's, rings, if it's not Marshawn, then he's probably right. I mean. And that's why you're here and there. I don't know where. Okay, let's focus on the Rams right now because it, it, still playing. it did not look good. You see that pick six. So Funga went crazy last night. Rams gave up seven sacks to the 49ers. Oh. Rams had two turnovers. The Rams have been outscored 44 to three in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of games this season. Um. Joy, I'm coming to you first. Has your opinion of the Rams changed since the start of the season when they were Super Bowl champs up until now them being 2-2? Two and two? No, no. I think you still have to respect the Rams. I'm not going to take too much from last night. Yes, Debo was incredible. We know Debo's great. Yes, the San Francisco 49ers won. They've won seven straight against the Rams during the regular season. Mm-hmm. We know what Sean McVay is. We just watched Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl. So whatever you think of Matthew Stafford, he's capable of winning a Super Bowl because he just won one. If I'm going to put my faith in a coach that can adjust and knows how to make an offense better, it's that dude right there. We know what Sean McVay is capable of. We've seen it. So uh, two and two start, like, could it, could it have been better last night? Sure. Seven sacks. Not great. The offensive line being a concern is generally not something that you want to say midseason. But I still feel like you have to give the Rams their respect. I'm not going to react too much to last night. Now, the next couple weeks, I might change my opinion. But as of right now, I don't feel overly concerned about the Rams. I'm a little concerned because, Shady, I think about it like this. You look at the schedule at the beginning of the season. You did it. I did it. As soon as the schedule comes out on our phones, a sheet of paper, we're sitting in our lockers like, hey, Shady, you see we got to play them boys? You see we got to play them boys? People used to look and say, man, we have to play the Rams. Right. I don't think they still say that anymore. I don't think it's gotten to the place of we get to play the Rams, yeah. but it's no longer like, dang it, we got, we got to go play the Rams. I think they've lost that spice. Has your opinion of them changed? My opinion of them hasn't changed. Um, I think you're talking about fear, right? And, and I never would say that they were like a team that was feared. I think they were a team that was respected. And, I, and that's my same uh, uh, opinion on them. Is they're, they're a respected team. I think like you talked about Sean McVay. I think he's an excellent coach. You still got Ramsey. You still got Aaron Donald, right? You still have Cooper Cup. So they have some pieces. Um, last year, don't forget, they were the fourth seed, and they, won a, and they won a Super Bowl. So all they have to do is just get there. Just get to the dance, right? Just get to the playoffs, and anything can happen. And that's my opinion on them. They're a playoff team. They're a contender, and anything can happen. Definitely not writing them off. But I came into the season, and they lost some pieces from last year, right? They lost Vaughn. They lost Odell. Lost Andrew Whitworth. But I came into the season thinking, like, the Rams should absolutely be in that mix of the three to five favorites to play in in this year's Super Bowl. And I don't feel that way based on what we've seen so far. And I said it earlier in the show, the offensive line worries me. Like, you're always going to be in the conversation. You got three guys that are arguably tops in their position between Ramsey, Cup, and Aaron and. Aaron Donald, I should have said him first, might be the best player in the entire league. With the Pittsburgh. You're always <laughs> Pitt. Pitt. You're always 
going to have a chance when you have stars like that. But if the offensive line can't do more for Matthew Stafford, where do you, where do you win and lose football games? In the Up front. Offensive line. Like, if that is what you are putting out there, real quick, three weeks ago, we're all unanimous picking the Rams to beat the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Knowing what the Cowboys have done to quarterbacks and offensive lines this year, do you feel 100% confident? Who's playing? Dak or um, Cooper Rush? Whoever you want. I'm not even talking about that oh. matchup. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. That's <laughs> Because uh, if, da- if it's Dak, oh, man, I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> if it's Cooper Russ, oh, God, I'm calling I'm going that, the Cowboys. Three weeks ago, I'm calling that a slam dunk Rams win. And right now, I'm like, oh, what's Micah going to do to those guys after what we saw last night? You don't have them in the top five in the NFC right now? Uh, I came into the season thinking top five NFL. NFL. They might be. They, yeah, yeah, I, I think, got them I got I think, them as, as like six in the NFL. Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Niners. And then that's where I'm like, Bucks, Packers. Rams are all in See, that conversation. You think, and I mean, at the end of the day, a win is a win and a, and a loss is a loss. But like we talked about the Ravens giving up leads, which is bad in its own way. What has happened to the Rams and their two losses? They just get. They have yeah, gotten run off lost. the field. No lead to give Doesn't up. make you feel great. Well, I had a lead when it came down to picking up all the games. You know, we got to reveal the standings next. It's going to get spicy, y'all, because we literally picked yeah. every game. Um, I was winning. Up until this week, Coming. might be bad for you, boy. Come back for the last. It could get ugly for me. Speak. Yo, fam, it's time to take care of family business. We pick the games every single week. Let's check out the standings in my best Vanna White. Don't Where are we at? I was leading by long mm. shot. Dave. I'm, I'm coming. What I'm was coming your mistake you, you made picking the game this weekend? I had too much faith in my Jags. I had too much yeah. faith in my Jags. Joy, Wait. you're at the bottom of the list. What's going wrong? I had a great week this week, actually. Did you? Yeah, Wait, I went 10-6. How did I get? I had a great week. I this is a nice little 12-4 and four week I just shouldn't have gone right with the, with the uh, Rams last night. Where you messed up at? I'm tra- I, I don't remember. You what picked the Niners. <laughs> I picked the Niners. Every week. I picked the Niners. Yo, y'all got to stop cheating. <laughs> the way he's cheating. I'm done playing. How are we cheating? It's going to be crazy here. I picked the Niners. How did I lose What's that? that? <laughs> I didn't tell you lost man, it. Man, I'm done, You man. just lost other ones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 